0: I believe that the ability to communicate well has become the number one most sought-after soft skill of our time, and not just in the workplace, but in our personal lives as well. We all want to be more engaging, more charismatic and authentic in front of an audience and in one-on-one conversation. Bottom line, we want to shine, and that's where I come in. I have coached hundreds of clients, helping them to shine in high-pressure situations, whether on camera, for CNN or CNBC, the Oprah show, or for the TED stage, or sometimes even just helping clients navigate a tough conversation. But now, I want to offer you everything I know about communicating well. And for the next 20 minutes, give or take, I will give you high-voltage, practical, and highly irreverent advice help you dismantle the communication habits that are holding you back while giving you the skills you need to shine. But enough with the preamble. Let's dive in. Welcome, everybody. Today, we are rounding out and finishing our conversation about the junk patterns of thought that get in the way of us being able to shine, right? So we've talked about greater than less than junk thought pattern. We've talked about scarcity. We've talked about an us versus them mentality. We talked about victim narratives and how dangerous that can be for our ability to show up and rock, right? The only one that's left, friends, is perfectionism. Out of the five, I swear, I think this I see probably the most. So I've left this to the end because perfectionism happens to all of us at some point. And the best description I heard of the definition of perfectionism came from the Rob cast, the podcast by Rob Bell. So I am obsessed with Rob Bell. He is one of my great spiritual teachers in this lifetime, even though I've never met him. And when I first heard, if you're not listening to his podcast, you just gotta. I first heard of him because I went and saw Oprah's big, what was it, like a three-day experience a few years ago. And they had this guy on the docket. And I was like, who is this? He's a former mega church preacher. Gross. And I was going to go get like popcorn during his talk, but I figured I'd hang in there. Well, he proceeded to completely blow my mind. And I've since read every single thing he's written, and I have listened to his pretty much every podcast ever. But my favorite episode is a podcast called Perfect Versus Good. And in it, Rob Bell talks about the Greek idea of, quote-unquote, perfect versus the Hebrew concept of tov or good. And here's how Rob described it in the Robcast. He said... Tov is sweaty and dirty and dark and light and death and birth and it's sexy and it's wine and it's food and it's friends. Tov is of the earth. Tov is interested in nice, neat, right angles. Tov isn't really interested in everything being spotless and shining and polished and glossed. Tov is about life in all of its bristling authenticity. Hebrews gave us Tov. But the Greeks essentially gave us this idea of perfect, the ideal, a perfection, an ideal that can never be reached. I love Rob. That's how he talks on his podcast. He's so great. Anyway, this resonated with me profoundly as a communication coach because perfection is less concerned with the needs and feelings of an audience and more concerned with whether or not the clicker works as you're, you know, advancing slides. Perfectionism sweats everything, every word, every sentence. Perfectionism is about seeing danger around every corner and judgment on every face and disaster is always just a heartbeat away, right? Perfection is a big-ass ego trip, really. I mean, that's what it is. But whenever I see clients struggling with this, and it is constant, especially people going on the TED stage, I swear to God, of all the situations I coach people in, perfectionism rears its head anytime TED gets mentioned. And when I tell people, look, perfectionism is toxic, they say, well, what the hell am I aiming at then? What we're aiming at is not perfection. It is connection. The goal is always connection, not perfection. And to use Rob Bell's characterization, tov, that sense of good, is about connection. And it's about telling the truth of what you know as clearly as you can in a way that helps people. As a communicator, you can be in a state of amazing, perfect flow and deliver a show-stopping performance. That is, wait for it, not perfect, Maybe the slides don't advance the way you want them to, or maybe a hard question came up that stumped you for a minute or two. But if connection is your North Star, you roll with imperfection. You even begin to kind of welcome it. I know I do, because I give talks constantly. And I've learned that hiccups or moments where things aren't perfect become the most priceless turning points. Audiences watch us to see how we deal with them. And if we can show them how to manage through it with grace, they're ours forever absolutely forever. So like I said, the TED stage is a huge perfectionism trigger. And I want to tell you the story. I was working with someone, we'll call her Eve, and she was giving a TED talk. Remember, these are composite stories, people. So if you are a woman who I've coached for the TED, TEDx, or TED Global platform, this is not you. (laughs) This is an amalgamation. So let's pretend that this woman is called Eve, okay? And she was supposed to give a TED talk. And her topic was so fascinating and so vital to our growth as a civilization, literally. I mean, that's how freaking rad this talk was going to be. I couldn't wait to work with her. But here's what happened. In our first session, we went through what she wanted to talk about. And what she did was go through a really lifeless, uninspired, safe script. And I looked it over and tried to, instead of like following this hideous, boring flat line, I wanted to ask her, you know, what messages are the most important, right? What are the tweetable moments? What are the stories that will bring this to life? What are the emotional sort of flag points along the path that the audience will cling to? And from there, I was like, okay, we got this. She understands that we are moving off script and onto concepts at this point. It was early in the process. And so, yes, she said, sounds good. I'm going to focus on these key messages and flesh it out with stories, and it sounds great. And then I'd come back in, and the pattern would repeat. She would hand me another piece of paper with a lifeless, boring, safe script. And finally, after like our third session, I said, listen, Eve, it seems like you really want to turn this talk into a commencement speech. You are way more interesting than a commencement speech. In fact, you guys, honestly, how many commencement speeches are actually good? Only the ones you see like forwarded, like Steve Jobs or or Shonda Rhimes or, you know, I mean, very few. Most commencement speeches are so goddamn boring you want to freak out. In fact, seeing somebody at a podium with a stack of papers makes me sweat. I can't stand it because I know it means something boring is about to happen. So I said to Eva, I'm like, listen, you are so much more interesting than this. And the topic is so much more interesting. What is going on here? Why do you keep bringing these lifeless scripts? And she thought about it for a minute. And she said, it needs to be amazing. And I'm trying to make something amazing. And that's what I'm handing to you every time. Eve was using the word amazing, but what she meant was perfect. It needed to be perfect. And that notion of perfection in the Greek sense was what was keeping Eve locked in fear. And little her, little Eve, was completely taking over and was planning the world's safest, read, lamest, TED Talk in the history of TED Talks. And I said, listen, Eve, the goal here is not to give an amazing talk because we were using the word amazing to mean perfect. The goal here." is to connect with a group of humans entrusted to you and to tell them what they need to know with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. You will be imperfect, Eve, because you're human. But if you devote yourself to keeping their attention and connecting with them emotionally and intellectually, this talk could change their lives. And you don't change people's lives by being perfect. You change their life by being real and speaking the truth as you know it. And as soon as I said that, she relaxed and she committed to using a new mantra every time she felt perfectionism sneaking up. Connection, not perfection. And from there, we mapped out a talk that I knew would keep the audience on the edge of their seats. It was a fresh perspective, a new idea. It was just freaking cool, right? Now Eve still rehearsed for a good hours because What I'm not advocating is that people think that because I don't believe in memorizing scripts, that I believe in just like ad-libbing. That is nonsense. That's a false choice that we've been given. That is not what I'm about. You have to practice your ass off. No question about it. And she did that. But when it came time to get on stage, when she was mic'd up and going through her little pregame ritual, she knew her only job was to connect, not to be perfect. And from the minute she took the stage, she shined. And when the event was over, I asked her how it felt to be up there delivering this talk that had really demanded so much of her. In fact, every single person I have coached to give a TEDx, TED, or TED Global talk, and at this point, the number is at about 150 people I've coached for those, I always ask them, like, how do you feel after that? It's like giving birth. And she said, I was in a state of absolute flow. It was such a relief knowing that I could just get up there and connect and not worry about being perfect. And you know what, you guys, she friggin' crushed it. The allure of perfection is really hard to resist. I get why we get sucked into it. And it takes a lot of courage to get beyond it. And actually, I had a funny story happen. I was once speaking at a uh, leadership op site in Chicago, and I was supposed to be there at nine o'clock sharp. And I got there at 8am to get set up and settled. And I always get there early. I think everybody should get to speak engagements early, like really early. And it's sometimes the case, something wasn't quite working on the technical side for my presentation and I couldn't finish setting up. Right. And I sat and I waited for the tech people to arrive. They were running late and minutes slipped by. And at 910, remember I was supposed to talk at nine, the room was full of executives. The tech person finally arrived and fixed the issue, but right at that moment, so it was nine ten. I could, I was ready to rock; everything was working, but right at that moment, the person who had brought me in to do the talk speed walked up to me at the front of the room and pulled me aside, and I could feel this man's panic, and I started to panic too. In fact, my guts are getting like twisty just remembering that moment. And I said, "Oh my God, what's wrong?" He said, "It's your hemline." Your hemline is falling down. You can see a few inches of the lining of your skirt. You have to fix it. I got to go get some scotch tape. I paused and relying on my training, which is to breathe deeply into my belly. And I went into mental triage mode. I thought, okay, my skirt is longer than knee length. So there's nothing scandalous happening with this hemline issue if I leave it hanging. And then I thought about the message a loose hemline sends. Sloppy which I think was what he was reacting to. But what message I would send to these executives if I started even later than I already was due to a scotch tape goose chase, that message was unprofessional and wasting their time. So I took a deep breath, and I remembered that the point of the presentation was to connect so that I could teach powerful communication tools. And I had to make a choice about what mental story I'd be telling myself in this moment and in split seconds I chose to ditch worrying about the hemline, at least in that moment. Instead, I decided to begin the workshop and tell myself a story that went like this. Ready? Nothing and no one is perfect. Perfect is boring. I'm about to bring some juicy insights that I know is going they're going to help these people grow, and this is what I live for. And I communicated my decision not to fix my wayward hemline to the guy who speed walked up to me in a panic. And in that moment, he became even more agitated. He really pushed back. He's like, you got to fix the goddamn skirt. And I said, listen, if it's really bugging you at the first break, I will fix it. But right now, we got to rock and roll. I was pretty firm about it, and so he, he backed off. And he looked relieved that he knew at some point I'd straighten my lookout. And I just, I began. And I knew that if I found my flow on stage, people would forget about the goddamn hemline. And telling myself this new story that perfect is boring and that I had juicy insights to share, it made me feel better and more relaxed instantly, and it made it possible for me to get into flow. First break came and went, and my client completely forgot about the hemline. Why? Because we were all in a state of absorption, of flow, of connection with the content and the ideas and the energy of the room. And I can't tell you how many things have gone wrong during keynotes I've given, workshops I've delivered, moments when I've forgotten to cover something or the clicker froze or the screen froze or the webcast technology failed or when I forgot to put on deodorant, how about that? Or forgot to brush my teeth, how about that? Or when I realized an ex-boyfriend was in the audience, how about them apples? I've even one time had a really nasty heckler in the audience, but here's what I want you to know. Even in those situations, even when things have gone, quote unquote, horribly wrong, I have a line of people lined up to talk to me and share with me how positive their experience was. And I tell you that not to brag, although hair flip, I tell you that not to brag because I want you to know that is what happens when we tap into the psychologically saving power of TOV, when we choose connection over perfection. So I want you to look at some of the communication habits that you know are holding you back. You know they're causing you problems. I want you to notice where perfectionism is coming into play, right? Are you really hard on your team when you're about to go do a group pitch or do a group presentation? Are you creating an energy of tightness and terror, for the people around you because of your need for things to be perfect? You might be. Or are you creating a nervous situation where your heart is racing and you're literally freaking the hell out because you've convinced yourself that you have to give an amazing, perfect 10 performance? Guys, this week, take some time to look at how you're living and how perfectionism is deep-sixing your ability to communicate well or live well, honestly. Exercise a little self-compassion. Remind yourself that perfect is boring. Remind yourself that the goal is connection, not perfection, and see how things change. I got big loves for you guys. Keep up the beautiful work out there. Shine on, you crazy diamonds, and I'll see you next time.